You are now listening to the Solomon Attention Podcast. As a millennial at this point, I know you've been rejected from a job. Don't even lie. Don't even lie, man. Don't even come on this podcast and cap and say that every single job you've applied for, you got an interview for. And don't even come on here and cap and say that every interview, you got the job. But this episode is about handling the rejection from a job, the rejection from a career the rejection from that opportunity that you might have. And this is not even about, oh man, it's not because you're in purpose because, because for those, but because for a lot of you, the work that you do in your career is tied to your purpose. So what do you do when you're think you're doing purpose work, you're doing work that's meaningful for you and you're ready to take the next step, the next leap. You're ready to grow professionally. You want to take that next leap and grow financially. Like, like what do you do when you done all this work You've done all this work to research. You've done all this work to, to grow your skills. You've done all this work to, 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 find, to, to find jobs that work for you. And uh, you've done all this work to apply. You've done all this work to interview first, second, third, fourth, fifth rounds. You've done all the interviews. And then you get to the final round and then you wait. They say, well, we'll tell you. We'll tell you, we'll tell you in a week the answer. And you get there the next week, you're on anticipation, waiting on the call. You, 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 you summarize in your head, did I do well? Did I say this well? Well, I got to the fifth round. I'm a finalist, so that's a good thing. And blah, 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 blah. And then you start assessing all the body language and shit and all that type of stuff. And then you get the phone call and then they go on and then they start telling you, man, you were so good. You were so great. Then in your mind, you're thinking, oh my God, man, I'm about to get this damn job. I'm about to get promotion. I'm about to go celebrate. They're saying how great you are how they enjoyed your interview and all of this and then they say but unfortunately we decide to offer the job to another candidate and then boom man you feel that rejection you feel that cut like dang man i put all this effort in trying to like bro like man this is tough and that's just one job (laughs) you got 10 more in the pipeline because you're getting emails because you got a couple more interviews to go on (laughs) And you're like, bro, I don't even know if I could do this. Like, you know, or sometimes, you know, you apply for jobs and you know, you got every single thing on the resume. Like you looked at that job description. I got everything point. And not only do I have everything, I made sure my resume highlighted it. And I got a rejection letter. Didn't even call me an interview. I got a rejection letter. (laughs) Those are two of the forms of rejection that I find that millennial professionals and even myself struggle with the most job rejection what do you do when you're trying to make that next step on the career ladder and you get rejected and the truth is like a lot of things on this podcast i don't profess to always have the answers but i will tell you the perspective that has helped shape me throughout my career that i have to lean on even now as I've gotten rejected from jobs and turned down from jobs and with, with people that they thought was the better candidate, even, even when, even if you, 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 you've done that internally and you find out who they hire and the person wasn't up to part of you. And then you start wrapping up your mind, like, why in the world did they make that decision? It's a normal thing. But there are two pieces of context I'd like you to consider 
but they are not answers. They are simply things to consider. And the first thing, as you are progressing on your millennial career journey, I think it's healthy that you see every opportunity as the potential to align with your path. That's what's first. You have to have purpose, and then for and then your career needs to align with your purpose. And while you're in that career, you're going to hopefully look at opportunities that you deem as this is where I want to be in five, six years. This is the end goal. You map that out. Okay. And then you start thinking about, well, what roles can I start to take that'll help me get there? So you created this path in your mind, or you've already written this down, and this has helped inform your job searching. So you start getting skills, you start getting ready, you start doing everything you need to do, getting a degree, all that, all that, all that, all that, all that, right? You're getting ready to make a move on your path. But for some reason, when we get job rejection, it, it cuts us to a point to where we forget about our path. And so that's the first point. I want to challenge you to start seeing jobs as the potential to align with your path. And so if the job comes back and they reject you, it does not, I don't want you to no longer take it internally. I want you to say, man, well, thank you for the opportunity for this interview. Of course, feel that might it might disappoint you. You might be a little hurt. Give yourself five minutes, but then say, well, this job wasn't on my path like I thought it was. And then you keep going. Like, and then you look at the next job, like, like, and I know it's hard because that's why it's not a full answer because we put so much energy into applying and researching and even having to present for some of these high level jobs. I get it, but see jobs as milestones along your path. It's a path. And if one job doesn't work out, then look for another job that might work out. That job don't work out, right? It's just a milestone on your path. It's just a rock on your path. There are many rocks, and you're just trying to find the right one that aligns with your path. The second thought is I also want you to consider in the spirit of seeing job opportunities as just milestones or rocks along your path, but I also want you to consider why the rejection might have happened. I want you to consider while you might not know all the answers, but what I have found in career progression, sometimes you'll find out why the rejection happened down the line. And you'll be so grateful that you got rejected in the first place. And by the time you find out, you've moved on to something new. So I, I want you to, to, to consider that, that there's always a reason why you got rejected. And sometimes it has nothing to do with you. Sometimes it has everything to do with what, the, the higher being may be preventing from you <laughs> that you don't even know about. So I want you to think about that. Say, I got rejected. This the probably don't have nothing to do with me. If it did, that's fine. Maybe I'll get some feedback and they'll tell me how I want to improve. But it might be a whole nother environmental circumstance I have no control over. So, hey, I'm going to pop for the next job because this is what's on my path. And I know this is hard. And I'm not saying that this is going to take all of the, the pain and disappointment away, but I think it'll help you stay encouraged on your job search trajectory. Because you never know why you got to know. I can think about the time where I was, I was um, in Louisiana and I uh, was, was trying to leave the college I was at. Uh, I believe I was a campus director at that time. 
And uh, there was this job at at UT Austin as a, uh, I think it was a student conduct administrator or a student affairs administrator. Uh, And I I loved Austin. Austin was on my list. And I'm like, bro, UT Austin, man, like a little old Solomon tension for where I come from. You mean tell me that UT Austin wants to interview me? Like University of Texas at Austin, a research one institution? Like, wow. Like, you know, like, I'm like, man, UT Austin? Like, as an administrator, like, wow. So, you know, we only went to the first round, video interviewing. Second round, another round of video interviewing. Then they would invite me on campus. I was a finalist. I was like, man, I'm about to get, I'm about to move to Austin. So I saw it as an opportunity to go down there, see what it's all about. You know what I'm saying? I'm interviewing on the University of Texas at Austin's campus. I'm like, man, like, I'm going to get this job. These people love me. I'm doing exactly what they want me to do. I already do a portion of that right now. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then they called me back a week later with that rejection. And I was disappointed. I was like, I was disappointed. I was, I was disappointed. It was probably less about the job rejection and more about the opportunity that I thought I missed. Cause I got caught up in that it's the University of Texas at Austin and that looked good on the resume. I got caught up in all that. I wasn't thinking about my path. I was just thinking about it's a city I love. It's a big time institution and I can move up at UT. And those things are all true. And I can move up at UT Austin. I mean, you know, those, you know, those things are all true, but I put so much weight on that. I wasn't thinking about my path. Right. So that rejection came and I researched the person that they hired lesser qualified than me that made it worse i was mad I'm like man this is little did i know a couple of months later i would be promoted to a top level director at my institution the director who left the role went to, went on to do something in the private industry and they needed someone to do the director role interim and so after a while of doing that role interim I was able to secure that role full time, but it just wasn't any director role. It was a high level role impacting student life across seven campuses, leading Title IX efforts across seven campuses and diversity efforts across seven campuses and doing all types of major large scale student life projects and managing million dollar budgets. And I can go on and on and on and on and on and on. Now, I'm not saying UT Austin wouldn't have gave me that opportunity, but I'm not saying that UT also would have gave me that opportunity at my age to do the major things that I did at that institution in that director level role. And then I was able to take that role to catapult my career to where I've been now. I was able to take that role and and engage in some of the best professional development in the country because I was in that director of student engagement role. So much training, so much professional development, so much experience, so I did everything that you could do to impact students on that campus. They put it under my purview. But see, I didn't see that. I didn't see the bigger picture when I was looking at UT Austin. I saw the now. But I'm grateful for the no from UT Austin. Because now I'm a dean today because of the experience I had in Louisiana at that college. It's the path. I'm not saying that you're not going to be disappointed. I'm just telling you my story 
and some things to think about to help encourage you on the journey. You never know what's behind the no. Keep going. Keep grinding. Keep applying. Keep being focused. Keep putting yourself out there. Keep brushing up your skills. Keep networking. Keep having faith. Remember the path. Remember the path. Remember where you're trying to go. And every step along the way is just a milestone or it's just a rock along your path. And just keep building and keep growing along the way and and be open-minded. And I promise you, something is going to turn your way. And when you get into that opportunity and when you're thriving and you're successful, you'll be glad, you'll be happy from the no of a job that wasn't going to get you where God wanted you to go.